You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. But people used to jump the fence to try to steal our collard greens, uh, our mustard greens and turnips. And uh, it was hilarious that, you know, a lot of times uh, when you work hard, and, and this is a transferable principle, uh, when you've done the work and you've chopped up the ground and you've turned over the ground and you've, uh, you know, pull the night crawlers from the ground, those worms to go fishing so that you can eat. And you've done all this work. And then somebody looks at your work and they say, oh, man, he's done all the work. And I'm just going to go and take from his harvest. Listen, I know I know you might get upset. You get mad. But one thing I want to share with you is that is wasted energy. The only thing that you need to do is learn how to protect your harvest better. Uh, I know we talk about haters a lot. I know everybody's talking about, you know, oh, man, shout out to my haters, A1 to my haters, all of that kind of stuff. I don't have a lot of time to be concerned about my haters because I know that they are there and I know that they might be speaking negatively or doing that. But literally, I'm moving in such a way that when you dare to focus only on the positive and not not that it negates the negative of what people are saying, but it is not the truth. Now, if it is the truth, adjust your character. But when people are speaking negatively about you or they may have a certain opinion about you, you should not feel the need to have to defend uh, who you are, what you feel, just because someone else else has a different perspective of you. I don't know who that was for, but don't invest a whole lot of your energy. Uh, they said this at the conference. Don't invest so much energy in now that you're so preoccupied that you miss next. Yeah, I say that again. Don't invest so much energy in the now that you aren't preparing yourself to get ready for the next. What if the next shows up right now? Are you ready for the job that you've been praying for, the opportunity you've been praying for? I thought about this years ago uh, when I first started preaching. Uh, that's why they say, you know, be ready in season, out of season. Make sure that you always have a ready word in your heart. A, that comes from the Holy Spirit, not just something that comes off of mental ascension or your mind, but something that you've actually done some study with, some time that you spent with God. Because what if that opportunity comes and you've given a chance to speak, to impart something into somebody's life? Let's say you're not ready. Hmm? What happens? That brings me to this point right here. Here's the chapter in the book. I'll put it up so you all can see it. Uh, this chapter in the book is called Everything's On Go. Let's take a look at it for a second. It says you have waited long enough. Do you feel that unction to move? Have you prepared for the sec success that you have envisioned in your spirit? Are you hungry for the restoration of all that has been lost? That's good news. Everything's on go. Now, when I wrote this chapter in the book, uh, a lot of times when you read books, you have no idea where the motivation comes from. But the motivation for this chapter, it came from a prophetic word that my pastor spoke into my life. My pastor, I was in a service, uh, much like you all attend. We were in a regular, well, no such thing as a regular church service, but we were in service. And my pastor called me forth to speak a prophetic word on my life. And I had a lot of things in my heart that I had been preparing. And when my pastor laid hands on me and prophetically said in my ear, everything's on go. Man, I took that word and I ran with that word. Uh, I began to write the book. And when I began to write the book, everything flowed so smoothly. Uh, it was some late nights. It was some all nighters. It was uh, it was work. But when I think about it, 
Um, here's something that I, I would challenge you all to think about. I would challenge you all to think about um, what is the reward for potential? And this will be in my next book called The Journey Matters. But I have found out that the reward for potential is a, a word called work. Uh, nobody is just searching for someone just with the raw materials, but they want to know, are you willing to put in the work to manifest that? Like potential is literally the raw materials that can build, that can be utilized, but the reward for potential is work. And the reward for work is harvest. And the reward for harvest is enjoyment. So all of these things that you have the potential to do, yeah, you need to start doing it. Like literally everything's on go. I'm going to ask you now, what's your excuse? Okay, are you going to say it's time? Nope. People make time for things that are important to them. Realize that, understand that, apply that to every position in your life. When it comes down to business, when it comes down to your personal relationships, when it comes down to your dreams, your goals, your ambitions, people make time for things that are important to them. Secondly, you have to understand that your goals and your dreams, they're not enough. Like everybody has goals and dreams, even if their goal uh, what in your eyes may seem mediocre. Their goals and their dreams, they have them. But what it is that they may be lacking or why they may not be manifesting is the discipline to act on them. There's a uh, there. You can look it up. It's called the discipline of doing. I was listening to Bishop Jakes. He has a message called that the discipline of doing. Uh, my pastor, the chief apostle, always talks about that. You have to be able to hear that. You have to obey God and then you have to move. And what you cannot do is get stuck in the middle betwixt and between two opinions. One day you are disciplined and you're on it. The next day you are slacking and lacking. Uh, the next day you are affirming everything great about you. And then the next day uh, you're not even focused on any kind of affirmation. The next day you are eating totally healthy and you got your, your broccoli and all your vegetables. And then the next day you're eating, uh, I won't even think of anything negative, but you're eating all the things that are unhealthy for you. And that's why you keep getting stuck in the middle because there's a lack of discipline. Like I told, uh, I was on with uh, Shane last week with, uh, and we were talking about stepping. Like I understand this additional couple pounds that I have on me, it's a lack of discipline. I need to get out there and run and exercise. And so I always, before I share the message with you, that's something that I have to eat on my own. Like I cannot share a message. My pastor always says, don't share a message for from theory, share a message from practice because that's what will be effective. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, what's going on, Jordan? I see you're there. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding that individuals have about teachers and they definitely, especially male teachers. Oh, I understand. Oh, my dad just joined in. What's going on, pops? Good to see you, sir. And uh, let me see who this is. Oh, yeah. Mocha from Detroit. OK, good to see you. Big J still on here. Oh, glad everybody's still here. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Kate just told me I got to speak into the microphone. So um, what I'm sharing with you is just a, a, a lifetime of wisdom that I've procured uh, either vicariously by listening to my mentors or it's things that I've had to personally experience. I've always been one. Uh, to be very observant. Uh, I like to watch things. I like to watch people. I like to watch environments. 
um, so that I can learn from them. And if I can garner this wisdom from learning from someone else then, and not having to experience that for myself, then I'm going to learn that way uh, because the principal thing is wisdom. But in all of our getting in wisdom, we need to get an understanding. At this point, when we talk about my my family, oh, man, I have uh, my family is like the amalgamation of a million and one different strengths as well as some challenges. So I come from like a family where there is tons of servicemen and women. Uh, my dad and my mom, both Marines, served in the Marines. Um, and then they went to my dad is an accountant. My mom was a social worker. And so like having the balance of like people who worked very hard, who were like very industrious and, and very disciplined. So like the bar was set very high for me as a young person uh, because it was built upon their sacrifice. And I think that's what I, I went so hard and I continue to go so hard. And that's something that's in my rear view. I was just thinking about that. I would love to hear you all's thoughts about that. Uh, a lot of times my drive, even now, yes, my own children and my wife, those are like my motivators and the things that add fuel to my fire. Uh, but one of the things that I always wanted to make sure that I did was uh, I wanted to make sure that my mom knew that her sacrifice was well invested. And so when I get ready and I may feel tired sometimes, like I literally think about uh, my mom working two and three jobs uh, to afford me the best education that she could afford me. The other day I was just talking to uh, one of my brothers who I highly respect. And what was funny is that when people don't really know your story, they draw conclusions based upon your present circumstances. And the brother said to me, uh, we were talking about uh, a book that we were going to read. And he shared with me, he said, when you read this book, you won't have a full appreciation for it unless you've really been through something. And I nodded. I said, oh, man, absolutely. And then he went on to say, he said, and so a guy like you that comes from privilege, you may not be able to, you know, essentially alluding to say I may not be able to appreciate it because his current perception of me is that for my entire life that I, I came from privilege. And I would like to say, yes, there were some privileges, but it was not privileges as in silver spoons or just always, you know, rainbows, bright skies. But it came from like industrious work, like hard working middle class um, parents who man, who who just really like left nothing on the table. Um, I talk about in my book, The Drawing Board. Uh, particularly about like my mom's sacrifices, the things that she gave up. And I shared this uh, for all of the single moms that are out there doing their thing, single parents that are doing their thing, um, raising their children, sacrificing some of their current goals, aspiration and dreams. Uh, I would say you you don't have to release your goals or your dreams in order to raise your children. I think you have to look at life from a greater lens and think about timing. So, uh, for instance, let me tell you, when uh, before my children were born, graduated uh, high school in three years instead of four, uh, graduated college, got my four years in, came uh, to Detroit, got a really good paying job. I was working with Southeast Children and Family Development Head Start out the gate. I'm 21 years old, married to a beautiful woman living downtown Detroit, two cars, town home, 
man, everything was going excellent. Uh, I got enrolled into law school. I was able to successfully uh, complete uh, L1. I was going part time and working 40 hours. Uh, so you would say, oh, man, like that sounds excellent. That sounds great. And then when my my wife and I, when we conceived our first child, our daughter, Christian, there were some priorities that had to shift for me. Did that mean that I gave up on my dream? Absolutely not. But when life is a big picture that comes in a short frame sometimes. So like you may miss it, like literally just reprioritizing my goals. And I'm going to be honest. It oh, it hurts sometimes when I was like, oh, man, I know I could be in law school, knocking it out, doing this. But I literally shifted my priorities because when you have children, their dreams, their goals, their vision become your number one focus. And for all of my educators and for all of my human service workers and for those who are doing work in those those uh, arenas, I know you may feel sometimes that some of the people you may serve uh, don't have that in the scope. But these are things that I was taught, uh, you know, by my mother, the example that she put forth. I'll, I'll go ahead and codify that experience in, in this uh, we were getting ready to leave one day. My mother and I, I was about uh, six years old, six, yeah, six, maybe seven. And she got ready to put on this coat. Now it's, it's trending now, you know, fashion comes back around, but it was a black and gray tweed coat and it had the little black strap up here. You all may know, and it had a black strap on the, uh, the uh the wrist area. And so it's a pretty fashionable coat. It was a fashionable coat then, but she had had it for several years. And so I was like, oh, mom, why do you keep wearing that same old coat when we get ready to go out the house? And then she tugged on my brand new coat. I think it was a, a triple fat goose or something like that. She tugged on my coat and she said, I wear this old coat so that you can wear this new coat. And yeah, you heard it correctly. So when you are able to shift your priorities, could she have afforded to go on ahead and buy, bought her, you know, any type of coat she wanted and then made sure that at least I was covered and clothed, you know, and warm? Absolutely. But what she thought was, I want to make sure my son has the best so that as long as I'm able to fulfill my mission as a mother, then my personal ambition and goals will always have an opportunity to come forth. So you know what I did when I got older and I was able to afford it? I bought her two coats. Yeah, absolutely. Because now I was in a position to reciprocate that same love that she showed me. Oh, what's going on, OG? The big fella. Good to see you, man. Everything's going on. Everything's going good, bro. Uh, so this is what the drawing board is all about. Faith. We talk about family. We talk about relationships. We talk about ministry. And then when we talk about community, uh, Mahalia Jackson has this song and it's old. I know you all know it. If you don't know it, look it up. But it's called Sweep Around Your Own Front Door. Or as my mom would say, mining your own business is a full time job. I think some of the greatest uh, community work is done when you steward your own household properly. I know that may sound like counterintuitive, but literally some of the greatest community work that can be done is when you learn how to steward your own house properly and correct, correctly. Like literally, if you're ensuring that your, your children are doing well, you're ensuring that your wife and, or, and or your husband or your spouse uh, is, you know, adequately, you know, taken care of. If you're ensuring that your lawn and your household is on point, 
then it beautifies the neighborhood. It makes sure that your children are getting the foundation needed in order to be, you know, nice, caring, loving, responsible individuals. Because a lot of times we try to correct in others what we haven't yet healed in ourselves. And if you have not yet healed that in yourself, it's, I see a lot of people going into the community doing a lot of things. And that's great, man. I'm not knocking that at all. But like, there's nothing you can do to abdicate like personal responsibility or that personal accountability. And when we handle that personal accountability and that personal responsibility, then it affords us the ability to pour out that love on other people. Uh, the worst thing that you can get or give a child is a broken toy. And so many times we have people who endeavor to do the right thing. Their intentions are great, but they haven't mastered these systems because they don't have proven outcomes. And what you have to do is make sure that you are able to produce a better outcome for somebody else before you start pouring whatever it is that you have into their life. Like make sure that whatever you're giving to someone else that is proof positive, simply like this, don't feed me any food that you haven't eaten first. Like literally, that's why I don't really do potlucks. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I do not like potlucks because I am not sure what's happening in your kitchen. Uh, it's one of those things where like even listening to me, uh, for those of you who are loose, who are listening to the podcast, like literally I'm only sharing with you things that are proof positive in my own life. Like I cannot talk to you about, uh, I can give you some wisdom. I can give you some, some of my technical expertise as a, as an administrator, as a dean of culture, as a social worker on it, you know, dealing with people on, on all levels. But when it comes down to talking to you about like parenting teenagers through all of those teenage years, I can only talk to you about being a big brother over a sister's and a brother who has gone through those teenage years. And I've watched them and kind of experienced that with them. But literally for myself, I'm just entering into those teenage years for my daughter who's just turned 13. So when it comes to me conversing with other people about their teenagers, I can give you principles. But when it talks about the how to, like literally that's something you're going to have to walk out or talk to somebody with some experience who has been through those years. Like I'm telling you, I'm experiencing uh, with my daughter and she's going through her teenage thing. And, you know, she's talking in one moment and then she's silent in other moments and other moments. She's talking to me from the time I pick her up until the time we get home. And then she's talking to me once we're in the house, talking to me after she's, you know, done what she needed to do, eating dinner. And literally the whole night I'm in a position of just listening to what she, you know, wants to talk about. Or with my son and he's talking to me and sharing with me his thoughts, his ideas and not and not challenging his thoughts or ideas and not challenging her thoughts or ideas, but just creating that free flow of expression to give validity to their voice that what they say actually matters. Sometimes the greatest position you can ever be in is a position of listening. Go ahead, tune it in. Do my favorite thing. Hit the Hulk Hogan and make sure that you are listening. Uh, and then there are other times where it's like pulling teeth, you know, Hey, how are you talking to the kids? How was your day? Good. What'd you do today? Nothing. What'd you learn today? Math, you know, so there it, it, it varies. Um, but what you have to do is don't get short sighted and just know that that is one day in a thousand, like make sure, okay, maybe that day wasn't as productive as you thought, but even engaging every day, my kids know I'm going to ask them. 
you know, how was your day today? Um, you know, what happened today? And then keenly, they know they need to have an answer. What did you learn today until, oh, what's going on? I got a lot of people tuning in. All right. Good to see you. Uh, what's going on, my brother, A5? Uh, but everybody who is who who's listening knows that some days you're going to feel like, man, this was an ultra productive day. And other days you're going to have like a million things on your list that you maybe you didn't get to. But the awesome thing is long God, as long as God gives you the grace to wake up that next morning, you still have an opportunity to tackle it. So as we continue to move forward on this drawing board, I want to talk to you a little bit about the actual conference. So the conference is going to be on June 22nd. Check it out. June 22nd, 2019. For all of my educators, it is the Saturday after the last day of school. So make sure that you come out, get your young people out. Uh, it is the Saturday um, after the last day of school. And I have some awesome people lined up to be there. Uh, Lisa Angel Smith, she just wrote a book called The Plant-Based Foodie. You can catch her every week, as she always saying she's slanging those plants, right? So make sure that you come and hear what Lisa has to talk about. It'll definitely revolutionize and change your life. I believe that. Then we have Randy Rosario, who is the founder of her own radio station, Oso Radio. And she's written a book also called Good Day Goals. And I see there she is reaching thousands, tens of thousands on her platform, encouraging people every morning, giving them positive affirmation, giving them love and light and letting them know, you know, to get away from the negative vibes or she calls it that musty uh, energy. So make sure. You're tuning in to Randy. And if you're on IG, you're probably already following her. But if not, check her out on Instagram. And then uh, my guy, Eric Thomas, Eric Stefan Thomas, or as you all know him, uh, Eric with the ponytail. That's how a lot of people describe you, my brother. Um, but Eric is everywhere in the city of Detroit and never too busy to have a conversation or to get into some intellectual jousting or debate about other issues that impact other lives. He's also a senior par partner at Saga Marketing. Uh, Eric and I, we were able to do some work when I was working for a private school uh, in Metro Detroit, and we were working together on the campaign. You may have saw, you may have seen the campaign. Uh, we were on transit. We had traditional marketing and billboards. We were on radio. Uh, we came up and we were on all of the social media. Uh, we were, I love grassroots work. That's a lot of work, but I love being among the people. So we were at every festival that, uh, that summer. We were, uh, anywhere there were people, we were there. Uh, we were doing flyer drops. We were, Listen, we were everywhere. And since then, Eric has done some really great things. He's been on TED Talk. He's been a featured speaker out at MIT. Uh, he is he's doing he's blowing things away. Very proud of him and all of the things that he's accomplishing. And here's the great news. He'll be at the conference as a conference speaker. Uh, Ashley Chesney, the founder of Genius Patch. Uh, you may have known her from Literacy to Learn, and you may have known her uh, from Mrs. Ashley. You may her know her as Ashley Chesney, where she's making sure that all of her efforts combined, whether it's Ashley Chesney, whether it's Mrs. Ashley, whether it's her work through Genius Patch, where she's impacting the lives of women and children. And, you know, the lives of women and children help to shape the nation. So she's literally a nation shaper. I'll say it like that. I don't even know if that is uh, a word to say it that way. But she is shaping the nation 
with her work through literacy. And uh, she just came back from Ghana where she was over there um, impacting the, the, the young Ghanaian children. And uh, man, it was awesome to see all of the work that she was doing there. And what she does is she has several modalities and methods in which uh, she's found a way to engage and facilitate learning, not just for the children, but for also the parents delivering the content. When you make learning fun and you when you create lifetime learners, like you never have to worry about them being successful or not. Oh, hey, I see some other people joining in. Good to see you all. Um, but Ashley Chesney. And here's the great thing. Bam, she's going to be at the conference. Uh, Harlan J. Bivens, my man, Harlan J. Bivens with Better Youth Movement Detroit. You all know Jay. Uh, Jay's fades. He's over there beautifying and making, you know, young people and other people believe in themselves by taking their aesthetic up, taking their appearance up, but also having those tough conversations. One thing Jay always says is that poverty is a conversation. But he also says that wealth is a conversation. And you have to make a decision what conversation you're going to engage in. And so I choose to engage in the conversations about wealth. And I choose to uh, be a part of the conversations to rectify, to ameliorate, uh, to correct uh, the poverty mindset. Because that's all it is. It is a mindset that has perpetuated itself in these generations. And it produces this cyclical pattern that turns and turns and turns until it is disrupted, until it is interrupted with new information. A what that produces immediate results. So now Jay can't wait to hear you, my brother. Uh, had him on the show. Everybody who's on here, they've been on the show at least once. Uh, I'm try- I got- still have to get Randy on here. And still have to get Eric on here, but they'll be on here sooner than later. And uh, if you if you don't catch them on the, the podcast, you definitely have to catch them at the event. Now, hey, this is my man, Theo Smith, the third. You better known as Fresh Laundry. I want you if you're Instagramming me, <coughs> excuse me. You have to make sure you go on Instagram and follow Fresh Laundry. Now, he's done. Uh, he's done some art. Uh, he just, you should see the one he just did of John Singleton within the glasses. Uh, he, man, listen, you got to check it out. You got to zoom in. Uh, he's done an awesome job there. Uh, he's doing, he's done live events. Uh, he's worked with everybody from corporations to, uh, celebrity clients. He has fresh laundry hanging all across this world in this nation. Uh, but check him out. He will be there. He will be painting a live piece that day. He will be painting a live piece that day, so you'll get a chance to see his brilliance and his artistry at work. And then last but definitely not least, uh, I will be bringing the closing message uh, from at the drawing board experience uh, about everything's on go. The theme of the conference is everything's on go. The foundational scripture uh, for that's in the book, it's in the chapter. You can get this on Amazon right now, or you can contact me personally to make sure uh, that you can, I'll find you, you can, we can uh, hook up or link up and I'll be able to give you a personal signed copy. But the scripture for it is, and the Lord said to Abram, this is before he was Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to a land I will show you. That's Genesis 12 and one. That was the NIV version. Uh, And the one thing that, I think about when it comes to everything being on go is literally is you walking a lifestyle of faith. 
You may not have all of the the pieces to the puzzle. You may not have all of the instructions and directions. You may not know how things are going to get paid for. Uh, you may not know who's going to be able to be on your, you know, the conference here. You may not or a conference that you want to throw. You may not know exactly, you know, what it what you're going to write in your book. But the easiest way to get started is to get started. And get started by faith. You know, Hebrews 11 and 1 for faith. What is the substance of things hope for the evidence of things not seen? And that's what I've been able to do. Literally, uh, I tell the story about the book now, uh, but it was very funny. I created a post and I, you know, I had uh, some professional pictures taken. I created the the cover myself, everything. I created a post and gave a release date on when I was going to have the book available. And literally, then I began to write it. Now, if you want to write a book, I can almost guarantee you that somewhere in some notebooks or some napkins or paper towel or uh, within your, your phone, you have several notes or ideas or thoughts that you've scribed down uh, reflecting like, oh, man, that was interesting. Oh, that was thought provoking. Oh, man, that challenged me. Oh, I would love to give a perspective on this. Like literally just combine all of that. I have probably about uh, 20 to 30 pages uh, that I edited from the drawing board, uh, the book that's still in word form. When am I going to use that? I'm not even sure, but I know that for this book, I wanted to curtail it. I wanted to make it simple. I wanted to give the scriptural principle. I wanted to give a reflection on that principle. Kind of not, not, not a, not a study, just a reflection, you know, just touch on it for a second. I wanted to give you a testimony or some life application from it. And then I wanted to challenge you to act. So that's why this book in, in it's a, it is 48 pages long. I've heard, I've had people who have read it twice in a day. I've had people who have read it several times and uh, they continue to post about it. I have people that continue to buy the book, uh, but literally that's what it's designed to do It's designed to challenge you. And so when you are challenging someone, uh, you don't want to give a whole lot of content. Uh, you want to give principles that they can apply. You want to make sure that you show them how it's proof positive in your life. And then you want to give them some thought provoking challenges or some questions to be able to answer so that they can be propelled and moved forward. Here's another thing that I, I would love to share. I've got a lot of great things coming up. Um, one of the things I have coming up, uh, or did we just celebrate it? Uh, my wife just had a birthday on April 25th. I love you, baby. And on the podcast, I want to say happy birthday to you. I have the same birthday as your wife. Oh, wow. So listen, <laughs> happy birthday to my A1 since day one. Kate. <laughs> so yeah, so happy birthday. And uh, we were down in Tampa Bay, Florida on her birthday. So that was easy celebration. It was the opening night, the opening night down at the conference and Bishop Jakes preached a message. It was called the art of not knowing. Oh man, it was good. I'm not going to give away the secrets. You got to go pursue that knowledge for yourself. Uh, you can go to the Bishop's village. Uh, just Google Bishop's village. It's like nine 99 per month. Uh, you get all of those messages, the conference, you know, all of that is in there. It's nothing like being in the environment or the atmosphere because there was a certain hunger that placed a demand upon what he was sharing with us but literally the art of not knowing. Maybe the challenge is that 
And I said I wasn't going to share, but I want to share this one point. Maybe the challenge is that you know too much. What do I mean by that? Like when you're getting ready to create your projects, uh, maybe you've made certain assumptions about the people who are going to either participate in your projects or going to consume your product. And maybe that is, you have no factual basis or you have no sometimes even anecdotal uh, anecdotal knowledge. Like literally, when I was doing the work as a director of uh, admissions, like there was so much anecdotal information that we were able to quantify into, you know, some sizable data. But like the the feel of the the people and living among the people and getting into their day to day was a lot different than what the numbers could say. So maybe it is that, you know, too much and you've limited yourself based upon the prior knowledge or prior experience you have. So that means that your outcome will literally be the same. I approach, uh, there's a, um, there's a poem that talks about today, this new day. And it's really, it's called the student's creed. Check it out. And it says today, this new day, I'm a successful student. Overnight, my mind and body has produced thousands of new cells to give me the greatest advantages possible. I am born anew, revitalized and full of energy. I am rare and valuable, unique in all the universe. I am nature's greatest miracle in action. I have unlimited potential. I believe in my abilities, attitudes, and goals. I am worthy of greatness because I am an important person because I was made in the image of God. Today, I push myself to new limits. And then it talks about all of this. I use the skills and knowledge and all of this other stuff that it talks about within that student creed. But it talks about I approach each book, each assignment with enthusiasm, happiness and joy. I thirst for knowledge. Like literally you have to begin to thirst and hunger after what it is that you want. You want to say, where does that at? The Bible says they that hunger and thirst after righteousness tune in for me. What shall be filled? So whatever it is that you're pursuing. Oh, I see uh, my buddy from Commonwealth. Hey, what's going on, Pastor Tor? Pastor Torian Bridges, Reverend Torian Bridges, his installation month is this month of May. And uh, I'll go ahead and give this this uh, brief acknowledgement here. I will be with Pastor Torian and his lovely wife, uh, First Lady Jasmine Bridges and the Commonwealth of Faith Church family on May 5th, this Sunday. Uh, meet me there. Don't no matter of fact, beat me there. Don't meet me there. Uh, he's going to place uh, the address right in the comments here on the Instagram live, or you can go to his Instagram live Commonwealth three, one, three, or you can go to uh pastor. Uh, he's there on Instagram as well. And his wife has a business called Jasmine bridges realty. I'm going to have to have her on the show, man. She's been in real estate. I want to say probably now for, Almost a year or maybe a little less than a year. And I'm seeing her get people. Listen, they're closing uh, people who had ambition uh, to get homes and didn't believe that they could. Uh, but I'm telling you, listen, she is getting it done. So Jasmine Bridges Realty, check her out as well. So when May 5th, this Sunday, 8 a.m., I'm going to be sharing a life changing word from the word of God that will definitely empower your life and give you new perspective on the word of God. So I want to see you there uh, and I want to get a chance to shake your hand and to meet you and to exchange contact information with you. 
Uh, meet me there. Uh, but as I was saying um, before I gave the plug there is you have to be prepared. Actually, I forgot what I was, was saying at that moment because I was so overwhelmed by the opportunity. My brother is planting a church in Redford, Michigan. And so for all the church planners out there, uh, make sure that you are connected to someone who has done what you're endeavoring to do. Like this is not, it's not rocket science. Uh, it is challenging. It will stretch you to no end. It will like literally break the mold that you thought that you have. It will take you beyond capacity and God will just continue to increase your greatness more and more. Uh, and you will be able to share that testimony about being a church planter. Uh, but please make sure you connect to someone who can inform you on how to create great systems. Uh, my brother, uh, Pastor Torian Bridges, excellent communicator and able to uh, really take your vision and move it forward. So, yeah, make sure you get in contact with him. Since I'm talking about May, uh, this May, starting tomorrow, listen, uh, the baddest pastor in the land, I like to say my pastor, your pastor, the world's pastor, the chief apostle, Dr. Carol E. Dixon, will be celebrating 45 years in full-time ministry and 35 years pastoring the same church, Kano's International Church, uh, 6650 West Fort, West Fort Street, Detroit, Michigan, 48209. You come out Wednesday nights. Our services are 7 p.m. Sundays. Our services begin at 11 a.m. Uh, if you want to get into some intercessory prayer uh, on Sundays, we start at 9 a.m. Christian education or Sunday school begins 9.30 to 10.30 uh, bring your kids to Sunday school. If you want, want them to get those foundational truths, that'll give them a foundation to fall back on as they take their journey and to be able to build their life. Uh, make sure your kids are in Sunday school. So Christian education, 9.30 to 10.30. And then my pastor comes with a life-changing word at 11 a.m. It is our vision at Kanos. It's a new quality of living produced by a new character in God Therefore, bringing forth total change to the total man, body, mind and spirit, thus making a new people of vision and voice. So this is something that you need to make sure that uh, you hang out with me this month. Uh, I'm being blessed. Listen, I am being so blessed by the word uh, that's going on at my church. And I just want you to come out and experience it for yourself. I know you may believe what I say, but I want you to experience it for yourself. Uh, with the last five minutes on this show, uh, the call to action that I have for you is I want you to go to Eventbrite today. Go to Eventbrite today and make sure you get your ticket to the drawing board experience. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be life changing. My central goal for for this conference is to provide quality information that will take you from inspiration and motivation directly to activation. So you'll go from hearing the words, you'll go from being inspired to literally you can make a decision with the resources that will be out there. Every one of these speakers will have their own vendor table where their goods and their products or their services, or if you wanted to meet them directly uh, to be able to just shake their hands and just, you know, encourage them as well to continue on. Uh, this life journey of empowering other people, like literally uh, you should be in the house. 
I'll, if you want to be a vendor, make sure you contact me. Um, my email is Andre, A-N-D-R-E dot Ebron, E as in Edward, B as in Bravo, R-O-N as in November at Ebron Associates.com. Or you can email me at info at Ebron Associates.com. That's for booking information. That's for questions about the conference. And then if you want to be a vendor, uh, not a vendor, but a sponsor, every $200 that is given in sponsorship allows me to extend eight free tickets to youth. Again, I've told you we are 40 to 50 uh, tickets have already been sponsored for youth. And I'm looking to increase that. If I can make this conference totally free for all of the youth to come, man, that would be amazing. And then I'll share with you in my last couple minutes what my vision is for the drawing board experience. Listen, the drawing board experience, Detroit, I wanted to bring that home because that's where I is, that where where I am, where I is. That is that's where I am, excuse me, because that's that's my home. That's where, you know, we've put down roots and we've put in a lot of work. But we're going to take this across the nation. So we're going to have the drawing board Atlanta 2020. Uh, we're going drawing board Cleveland. We're going drawing board Los Angeles. We're going drawing board uh, Dallas. We're going drawing board. We're going to all major metropolitan areas, areas, particularly urban areas, uh, to bring this message about it, about pro- about provoking thought and challenging people to reimagine the possibilities. I am Andre Ebron. And I am humbled to be the founder and the host of the Drawing Board Podcast. Make sure you get the book on Amazon. Make sure you register for the conference on Eventbrite. Make sure you reach out and let's connect. If you'd like to collaborate on some things, I am your next event. Uh, Oh, (laughs) Drawing Board Redford. My brother said we need to have a Drawing Board Redford. Absolutely. So uh, if you would like for me to come speak at your church, uh, speak at your event um, to MC. you know, a great event that you have going. I'd love uh, to participate in your vision. And I'd also like to integrate you in what I have going on as well. So I, my closing statement is, remember, your future is not behind you. It is not before you. It is within you. I am Andre Ebron. God bless you.